Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 87 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think can continue to push you forward in your personal financial life. Today, what we're going to talk about is we're going to continue with our thoughts on COVID-19 and the impact that COVID-19 has had and continues to have on your finances. Uh, but today we're going to dig deep into stimulus checks, unemployment benefits, and we're going to look at how we need to be using these benefits or taking advantage of these benefits for some period of time, um, or how we need to be using the funds that we can get our hands on via these particular programs uh, in order to push us forward in our financial lives and get us in a better place than we started uh, when COVID first began. So um, that's what we're going to focus on today. I think you'll be able to get something out of this because most of us have received some type of benefit, whether it be in the form of stimulus check or uh, of some unemployment and you know enhanced benefit or something like that. And so we can just take a look at these uh, and see what do we need to be doing with this money uh, and how do we need to be thinking about any of the benefits and the programs that go on surrounding COVID-19. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments as we go forward, and I'll be sure to get back to you there. Uh, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, make sure that you subscribe and leave me a review on those platforms. Uh, follow me on social media, all the major social media sites at MNO with Dylan. Uh, I think that'd be a really good follow for you all. Uh, and you'll be able to get a lot of supplementary materials to the episodes that I put out daily. Then also, if you want to work one-on-one -on -one with me doing financial coaching, you want me to walk you through a plan that is specifically tailored for your life, we can definitely do that. Uh, you'll have to go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work with Dylan tab, and then pick the financial coaching session type that would work best for you, and we can begin that process of pushing towards your long-term financial goals. Okay, so we know that we all have uh, seen the headlines on the news and we have seen all of these things that, that have occurred um, financially for individuals via uh, you know, the coronavirus pandemic. And something that is of much interest to many and is of much interest to uh, many people who are struggling in this time are the stimulus checks. And we've already received a round and you know, obviously there were income restrictions on who receives a stimulus check and who does not. Uh, but the, the first round uh, was received earlier this year, and uh, obviously that came as a lot of help to uh, many, many people. Some people saying it's not enough. Some people saying uh, it was just what they needed. Some people, it was just icing on the cake. And so what I really want to talk about is how should we view these stimulus checks and how should we use the stimulus check if we are to receive another one? Because I know for many of you that uh, first 1200 or if you're married that first 2400 uh, if you have kids even more than that uh, is likely gone you've likely made your decision for that and you've used it on some specific thing uh, but I want us to be more informed the second time around uh, if it is to occur and uh, know what to uh, do with this you know windfall of money if we are to receive it so the first group of people I want to talk to are those who have lost their job and are currently looking for a job. Um, so for you, if you're to receive this, you know, extra $1,200 or 
like I said, if you're married, $2,400, then what you need to do, and this goes back to what we talked about in our episode yesterday, is you need to be covering the needs of yourself and the needs of your family. You don't need to be worried about anything uh, that is, you know, not just pressing to your life right now. You need to be using that money to get you along from where you are to the point where you have a job again and you can actually begin, you know, picking back up on your push towards long-term financial freedom. And it, it's a tough place to be, but the stimulus checks can make it a lot easier for you because you, if you'll remember, some of the things I was talking about in yesterday's episode were, you know, we want to be selling things if we need to. We want to be cutting down on our budgets. We want to be, if we have an emergency fund, we want to be, you know, using that emergency fund money because that is an emergency to not have someone's income in the home. And this is going to take a little pressure off of the need to do any of those things. Now, those are still valid suggestions and they're still valid things that need to occur in your financial life. Uh, but an extra $1,200 or $2,400 added to the monthly budget once is going to do uh, a great bit towards pushing you in the right direction and taking a little bit of the stress and anxiety out of your financial life as you continue to look for that next permanent job, as you continue to look for new work. Uh, you'll be able to do so without as much pressure on your back as there was previously. And in a similar way, for those of you who have been furloughed without pay or uh, anything like that, maybe you need to be going about doing some of the same things uh, and you know using this check for the things that are specific to your household and uh, not you know things that are you know discretionary or that you don't have to have in your day-to-day -day life. And so. I, I need everybody who has any ambiguity as far as their job or any ambiguity as far as are they going to keep their job moving forward or are they going to get cut hours or anything like that. Any legitimate um, thoughts of job loss or job cuts, uh, then I need you to be using the money to keep your household running. Keep your household running in the way that you have had it running uh, prior to uh, this uh, catastrophe occurring in your life. And so uh, that would be my, my suggestion to you. And then obviously, um, as we talked about yesterday, if you're working the financial action plan, you need to pause where you're at and just focus on what can I do um, where I am at? What can I do to keep my household running? Uh, and then anything past that, um, you know, is just extra that maybe you should be setting aside to make sure um, you know, you can bridge the gap until you do have another job. Uh, but then once you have another job, then throw that money at where you are in the financial action plan and just keep moving. And then this kind of moves me to the individuals who um, don't have any ambiguity around their job or around their income or things like that. And that is, you know, a lot of people as well. A lot of people don't have much worry about where their job is going um, or there's a high certainty that they will get to keep their job moving forward. And if that is the case, then you need to be picking up wherever you are in the financial action plan and using the stimulus money, the stimulus checks in order to uh, you know, speed up wherever you are in the plan. And so I'll give you some examples for each step uh, and the things that you can do. So obviously the first step is creating a unique budget. Uh, you'll need to budget that extra money in, whether it's 1200 uh, or 2400 if you're married or if you have kids, it may be more and you know things like that. If it's however much it is, you need to be playing it into your budget for the month that you receive it. 
And then you move to the second step, obviously, which is save one month's worth of expenses uh, for your emergency fund. And so uh, in saving that one month of expenses, you can look at that you know, $1,200 or $2,400, and maybe that's enough to cover it for you, and you can throw that right there if you don't have that already. And this can go ahead and get you kicked off in your financial action plan step. So if you're not already working the plan, then this would be a good way that you could jump on board. You could have maybe that, you know, one month of expenses saved, and you're off and running. And then you get to the third step. The third step, we can't really do much because it is investing up to the employer match. Well, that's going to be uh, coming straight out of your your check as a deduction and right into your 401k, 403b, whatever it may be. And so this money is not going to impact that step necessarily. That step will uh, continue forward. Uh, but then you get to the fourth step. And the fourth step is we're going to pay off all of our consumer debt other than your mortgage. And so this can go a long way towards doing that. If you are in a stable place with your job, then yeah, attack the debts that you have, right? Attack your, you know, the the smallest to the largest, as we talk about in our debt repayment plan. And you can go back and, and listen to or watch those episodes. Um, we talk about going smallest to largest on our debt repayment plan. And so just start attacking the smallest and then the next one and then the next one. And as far as that uh, 1200 or 2400 or however much it is goes, uh, then that's how much you want to be throwing on those debts until you have them all paid off. And in that case, you would move to the fifth step. And if you're in this place, you're trying to build up four to six months of your expenses in your household to have a big emergency fund, have a fully funded emergency fund. And when you have that fully funded emergency fund, uh, that's going to bring a lot of calm and a lot, a lot of ease into your household. And so uh, this, however much money that you would receive via a stimulus check, you might need to throw it all into uh, beefing up that emergency fund and that can speed that step up. And the importance of speeding that step up comes when you look at what the sixth step is, and that is investing at least 15% of your income for your future. And you may say, well, how does that speed up uh, that process? Well, if you have your emergency fund set and ready to go, then you can jump into investing faster and uh, you can start really building that money up and uh, compounding your money and growing your money for your future, which is so, so big um, at any point in time. But especially if you are younger, especially if you haven't invested yet at all, that's just an extremely important thing that you need to do to push forward in your financial life. And so if you're on that step, then throw all of the money um, or however much up to the 15% uh, or more of your income uh, towards your investing. And so put it into things like Roth IRAs or brokerage accounts or 529s for your kids or um, you know any of those types of things uh, to get that money compounding forward for the future. And then if you've taken care of that and you can take care of that uh, with the income that you have and you've got extra left over, then what you want to do with that extra is put it on your house, right? So this may be a perfect place where, and we talked about previously how we want to simultaneously uh, be investing and working towards paying off our house early. Well, whatever money you receive via your stimulus check, you may want to use it to help to pay off your house in a quicker fashion. And so uh, that could be a, a very valid use of that money as well. Uh, but let's say, you know, your house is paid off and you can do all of these things that we've talked to this point and you've done all of them um, and you've obviously done them extremely well. Well, then you get to the eighth part 
of the financial action plan. And then that is maxing out everything. So then you would be throwing all of the money or most of the money toward uh, the investing portion of your financial action plan and really, really pounding the, the dollar bills and really compounding everything forward um, with just a lot of big contributions. And, and that may be a perfectly good use for this money as well if that's where you're at in the plan. Now, then the ninth part, obviously, and this is something you can do um, you know, if you're maxing out your investing and you're doing all these things, obviously I want you to be generous, right? I want you to be giving of your income already. So let's say you're somebody who gives 10% of your income. Well, uh, you know, if you receive the stimulus check, that's why it's so important to budget because when you budget in this new stimulus check and there's new income, well, you may be giving more, uh, giving more of your income away. And in doing so, then obviously that will increase your giving portion and decrease the amount that you have to do for other things. Uh, but that's perfectly fine. And that's what I think you should be doing. But then if you get to this point where you've got your house paid off and you're maxing everything out, uh, then you can go and be extremely generous with this stimulus money. There are a lot of people who need help. There are a lot of people who need uh, money and things to keep them going and they need food to put on the table and they, they, they're in need at this time because a lot of people have lost jobs because, uh, you know, a lot of people have, um, you know, run out of the benefits that they had previously and they haven't gotten a new job yet or whatever that may be. Um, and you can really speak into those people's lives and you can really help those people, uh, directly by giving more money in those places. Um, and so those are all of the nine steps of the financial action plan and how you can feed that stimulus money into each of those steps. And it's very, very important that you do so. Uh, and that wherever you're at, that's what you do. Don't try to jump steps with the uh, extra money that you may receive. Don't think, oh, I got extra money. I can start investing early. Uh, no, let's not do that. Let's focus on the step you're on. Attack it until you can move forward. Um, or, you know, if you're investing and paying off the home simultaneously, then you've got a little allocating to do and you, you have to decide for yourself what is the best allocation of these new funds. But all, all I'm saying is use this money for whatever you need to be doing in your financial action plan. I'm not saying don't have fun with any of it. Obviously that is a part of your entire budget, right? There, there is likely some fun money budgeted in. And so this can go into that place too. But if you are, let's say, paying off debt, then maybe we don't need extra money in our fund budget. We need to throw more money on our debt. Or, or you know, if we're trying to build up an emergency fund, maybe we don't need a lot of fund money right now. Let's get an emergency fund set. And then we can use more of our income later towards fund money. So, um, and But if you're anywhere past those places, please, by all means, use it for things that, that you're going to enjoy. Enjoy the money. Um, but... If you need to use it in your financial action plan to uh, just kickstart you or keep you moving forward, then by all means, you should do so. Now, apart from just the stimulus checks, this is going to kind of go back to the individuals who have lost a job or uh, might be losing a job in the future and might need to hear about the enhanced unemployment benefits and understand what's going on with those and understand uh, how you might want to be using that money and, and what you need to do. Obviously, like I said with the stimulus checks, if you're in a place where you have lost a job or you are about to lose a job, then you need to be focusing on keeping the things in your household running as best you can. Now, what you can look forward to though uh, is 
you know, very uncertain at this point. So we know that previously what has happened is they, you know, increase the amount of time that you can be on unemployment um, because obviously that is a limited time, um, you know, circumstance, right? If you file for, un for unemployment benefits, then you can only keep them for uh, a temporary uh, time period. Now, not only have they increased the amount of time, what they did initially is they said, okay, we will add an extra $600 per week to people's unemployment benefits. And uh, you may have been a beneficiary of this extra $600 a week. Well, that was making people say, well, why would I go back to work? Especially if they were making more money on unemployment than they would make um, just at their job, right? They say, well, why would I go back to work? That doesn't you know, make sense. That doesn't add up. Why, why would I go back to work? Well, then that 600 went away. Uh, I believe it was back in July. And then um, it now it's just $300 increase to the normal um, unemployment benefit. And that is set to uh, expire late in December. And the fact that that is set to expire means that a lot of people are going to be um, you know, bringing in less money than they were because we're talking $300 a week. That's, you know, $1,200 a month in a similar way to the stimulus checks. That is about that same amount of money that you received. So um, this can be very detrimental to a lot of you. And um, I know for many of you, what you hope for more than anything is to find a new job, find a job uh, that is permanent and that you can work. But I would just implore you, do not put all of your hope and all of your um, you know, wishes into continuing to receive these enhanced unemployment benefits. Yes, they are nice compared to what has been received um, you know, historically and, and what would be received under normal circumstances. Uh, yes, it, it, it's nice for some people who don't make that much money to be making more money on unemployment and not working. I 100% I understand that. But what happens when it's over? What happens when the dust settles? What happens when that money runs out and they don't come back with more? Then you're left in a tough spot. And so you have to be actively searching for that new job. And if you're saying, well, Dylan, I am actively searching for that new job. I am pushing towards trying to make sure that I can take care of my family moving forward. Then all of the, the praise and respect to you. But maybe it's not a permanent job that you need to be worrying about right now. Maybe what you need to be doing is going out and finding temporary work, finding something that you can do to bridge the gap. Because let's not forget that a lot of industries, right? And many of you are in these types of industries have been hit hard by this pandemic. And it has been specific to these particular types of industries that have just been hammered. And if you work in one of those industries, then the last thing that you need to be doing is sitting around waiting for things to reopen because we don't know when that's going to happen. We don't know when that industry is going to come back. We don't know, um, you know, when little small restaurants and, and businesses and things like that are going to be able to run at full capacity again. We do not know. And in not knowing what that tells us is, we need to come up with a better plan. We need to come up with a different plan, at least in a temporary sense. Because if we keep just waiting and hoping that the government is going to open things back up and you'll be able to go back to work or you'll be able to go back to your small business that you run or whatever it may be, 
you may be waiting a lot longer than they will provide you benefits for, and you may be waiting a lot longer than you want to be waiting. So what you need to be doing is try to find some temporary work. If that is driving Uber, and you know, I know that's kind of a, a weird thing right now too, so um, that may not be your best choice, your your number one choice, but you know, go mow some yards. People pay a premium. Go rake some leaves. People are afraid of leaves. They don't want to rake leaves. Go deliver pizzas. Pizzas are being delivered. Go deliver for DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever it may be. Find something temporary that you can do to bridge the gap. Or if you can find some job that you are qualified to do that's in a different industry that maybe you don't want to do for the long term, but they're looking for people to do it, then go do that job. Go do that job so that you can continue uh, to make income and provide for your family. Look, sometimes you just have to make sacrifices for things um, in the short term in order to get to the long-term gain that you want to get to because I know that there's things that, you know, some of you who specifically work for yourself, right? You're like, well, I don't want to go back to working for someone. Well, maybe doing that for a short period of time is a sacrifice you have to make. Maybe that is how you're going to be making income that's going to keep your head above water. Maybe that is the way. And if it is, then that's what you need to be doing. You need to be doing what is best for yourself, what is best for your family. And once you do these things, once you make these tough decisions, then do what it takes long enough to bridge the gap. And then maybe you can go back to the work you were doing previously. Look, I don't want anybody to be doing work that they don't want to do over the long term. I just want you to be able to be financially independent and financially sustainable, at least in the short term, and to be able to take care of yourself and your family, at least in the short term. And then in the long term, we can look at the things that we really want to do with our lives. We can look at the jobs that we really want to do and the careers that we really want to go after or the small business that we really wanted to open or whatever it may be. Now just might not be the time. And this all ties back to what I'm talking about with these unemployment benefits because when and if they run out, these enhanced benefits, then what you need to be prepared to do is get to work. You need to be prepared to do that now, uh, but especially as these are coming to an end quickly and we don't know what Congress is going to do. Look, if you haven't learned already and if COVID has not been um, a big tell about this particular you know, concept, about this particular idea, Congress is not quick to act. Congress is not quick to make a decision. They don't agree on a whole lot of things. The two sides don't. And so it is hard for them to do things that are in the you know best interest of everyone. And so don't wait on them. Don't rely on them. Take it into your own hands as much as you can. I know it's hard. I know it's tough. I know you probably ran a business that was doing really well or a restaurant that was doing really well until you got shut down. I know that you know you probably worked in an industry for 15 years and did your job and loved your job until you know they had to let a lot of people go. I, I understand this. I know it's hard, but we have to pick ourselves back up. We have to go back to work. We have to find places that we can be productive and that we can provide income and that we can provide what our family needs. Look, I don't want any of you to be in uncomfortable situations, but if that's what it takes to get back to where you need to be, then that's what you need to do. When it comes down to it, anything worth having requires giving something up to get it. 
And this may be your time to give something up. And this may simply just be a blessing. This may simply be a time where you know, you're losing a job or you're about to lose a job or lost a job that you weren't supposed to be in and God wants you to do something different with your life. Maybe that is the case. And I talked about that a bit yesterday. And if that is the case, then, you know, look at it optimistically and move forward into that new thing and move forward with hope and prayerfully into that new thing. Uh, and hopefully that is where you need to go. And then obviously any of these these benefits that you are receiving right now. Use them for the good of your family. Take care of those around you and take care of your needs. And then hopefully you're off of these benefits soon and you can get back to working your financial action plan in the most efficient way possible. So hey everybody, thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments if you have not done so already. Uh, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, then make sure that you uh, subscribe there and leave me a review, hopefully a good review. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And uh, that'd be a really good follow for any of you out there who might have enjoyed the, the content that I put out in these episodes. And then if you want to work one-on-one -on -one with me creating a financial plan that will work best for you, then by all means, we can definitely do that. Um, just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work With Dylan tab and pick the financial coaching session type that would work best for you. And we can begin working together one-on-one -on -one, uh, to push towards your long-term financial goals. So tune in tomorrow as I talk about COVID-19 and your investments. We're going to continue this talk on COVID and its impact on your finances. And we're going to specifically look at how it has impacted your investments and may continue to do so in the future. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.